Welcome back to Thinking About It. I'm Bob McGregor, and I'm here with a dear brother of ours here at Grandview. Uh, Jim Barnett has been uh, very helpful of late, especially, Jim, as we've been uh, thinking about discipleship in our church and uh, how to uh, freshen it up. We've uh, dedicated a year here at Grandview to making fruitful disciples. And I know when we first had this conversation, uh, you said, how can it be more than just a slogan for the year? How can it be something that uh, really makes a difference and has an outcome in people's lives? And that, that gave way to a conversation that we're going to continue right now because something did come out of that here at Grandview. Uh, when we think about discipleship going forward, there is an initiative that we're living with right now. Uh, this I don't know when this uh, is being aired, but uh, at this moment we're in s- into October. And people at Grandview are beginning to realize that discipleship has a particular slant right now at Grandview. So can you just talk a little bit about uh, what we're doing here? Yes, we put together a um, self-assessment for our people. Um, Because it's, as you said, it's one thing to say that we want to make fruitful disciples and everybody agrees with that. But then what does that look like? What does a fruitful disciple look like? And so we have taken um, the first principles uh, from the series on first principles, and we've we've put some outcomes to those. And then we've put those, we've got 40 of them that we put into a booklet that we want uh, our people to Mm -hmm. use in their own self-assessment so that they can determine where they are in their uh, discipleship journey Mm -hmm. and are they being fruitful and uh it's just a way for people to do a little check on themselves so what do you say to the person who says i love jesus i'm excited about jesus my heart is overflowing with joy of my salvation uh it can't get better than this isn't that enough that i that i worship jesus with enthusiasm i love him with all my heart that is terrific um, but I think back to the Great Commission, where Jesus said, Go make disciples of all nations, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Spirit, and teach them to obey all I have commanded. So those are not just the red letters in the, in the Gospels, mm-hmm. but also what, he, uh, what the Spirit spoke to Paul, for example, to write about in his letters to the churches um, and I th- or to people, and I just think that um, we need to be obedient, and that is certainly part of the uh, loving God. Doesn't it's that kind of ruin it, though? If if I love God, and now you say I got to, what what do commandments possibly have to do with a loving relationship to Jesus? Well, we <coughs> want to obey because we want God. We have God's will. What would God have us do? He is uh, reaching the world through his church, mm-hmm. and we are his church. So we have to do things. We don't, uh, not to get to God to love us anymore. Mm-hmm. We c- there's nothing we can do to, to accomplish that. But out of our gratitude to him, we want to be obedient to him and just say, God, what would you have me do? And then Jesus say, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments. That's right. And I think sometimes we have a hard time with that because... We usually think of commands as something that are imposed on us that we 
do because we have to, but you're right. If we love Jesus, if we, we want it, what do you want? What's your will? Make it simple for me as I want to obey you. Mm-hmm. And that's part of uh, what I think the uh, good part of our little self-assessment is, is here are 40 different things that you can ask yourself to see where am I? Where and and it's all based on. Okay, where did you get these forty? That's, that I, I know the Ten Commands. I know the Ten Commandments. That's in the Bible. So where did this forty number come from? Forty what? Okay, these are um, lessons within the First Principles series. In uh, the first two series, there are eight books, and they each have five lessons. So, out of that, there are forty. Uh, and these are based on Bible passages, things that Paul is writing about and that he wants the people that are receiving the letters uh, to do, uh, to live a life that would bring glory to God. So you mentioned the first principle series, which is a curriculum. It's yes. a catechism. But uh, we're embracing it because I know, I know how you feel about this. We both have a conviction that this is a pretty good stab. It makes a good yeah. stab at gathering whatever Paul considered to be important in putting together a an initial discipleship experience. And we use the word first principles because that's an educational term. People understand that in sports and education, that anything starts somewhere. And so it uh, seems to me we've got 40 first principles that need to be understood. There might be more, but 40 is a... Certainly there's 40, and uh, that's the baseline for starting your discipleship life. Yes, as you said, it's this is Paul, so it doesn't include everything. But Paul was called to reach the Gentiles, to go and establish churches, to uh, train up the people on how to live within those churches. Mm -hmm. And then he would go on to start another church, but he would... uh, follow how the previous churches that he set up were coming along, and he would write them letters of encouragement and exhortation. Right, so and he, he would do the same thing over again, and yeah. he, particularly in Thessalonians, he refers to the traditions, the commands, and he writes in such a way, assuming that they, they heard him, they understood what he said, and now he's calling them to live by it. So I'm convinced that there is a a body of teaching, a tradition of teaching that is essential. So how are we here at Grandview trying to deal with that? How are we making that work in our discipleship strategy? Well, uh, in your last sermon, uh, you introduced this self-assessment to the people here at Grandview. And uh, we are asking our life groups to uh, take eight weeks to go through the eight books, if you will, um, and help the people do their own self-assessment. And that way, they are introduced to this. They've given some thought to where they are. They have a discussion in their group, which is a group that they're very familiar with and very comfortable with. And they have a chance to see where they need to make some changes in their life. Do you think we do well at self-assessment? No, I don't. Uh, When I... I think we do our self-assessment when there's something that we want to do it on. 
you know, mm-hmm. if we're doing a sport, uh, you know, okay, I need some work on this. I'm doing my own self-assessment. But often in our Christian life, I think we come to church on Sunday, might read the Bible during the week, but sometimes it's just, okay, what book am I going to read next? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not with a purpose of mm-hmm. self-assessment and, and correction mm-hmm. based on a... Uh, a, a set like it's a plumb line right it's, it's a, a it's line. a it's a metric yeah. so that we're able not just to feel good about jesus but to actually say i'm doing okay in my determination to obey him and to understand his commands at least it's it seems to me you've got to start with knowing what they are and then ask yourself how am i doing Right, and one of the verses that uh, have s- come to our attention, and I know it's on the uh, front page of our assessment guides from from First and Second Corinthians, uh, chapter fifteen, verse five, where where Paul calls the church to examine themselves. He does the same thing in First Corinthians at communion: examine yourselves to see if you're even in the faith. And so, how do, what are the, what's the metric of self-examination? Well, it's everything that Paul taught that should be true of the conduct of a follower of Jesus. Yeah, and I think if we just said to our people, uh, examine yourself, they would say, okay, what does that look like? And so this, I think, is an excellent tool to give them a place to go to examine themselves. So this tool, it's a collection of all 40 of these first principles. It's broken down into eight sections. Yep. Five teachings per section so it's a total of 40 and here at, at Grandview just to introduce this concept I know we want our life groups to drill down in it but each Sunday for two minutes uh, we are just reminding our people that we're all on a journey of self-assessment each week people are invited to review five of the teachings there's a little checkbox, right am I doing well here by God's grace, or with God's grace, can I do better in this point? And we're just letting them and the Holy Spirit, at, at a time that is convenient to them during the course of the week, just ask questions that maybe they've never asked themselves before. That's right. And um, as we talked about uh, a little bit earlier, um, hopefully within their life groups, they will be going through this. And, and we've put together a workshop for the life group leaders uh, to get trained up in how to lead the people through uh, the, the self-assessment, uh, to help them with the discussion and, and have that discussion in the group so that uh, they can learn from each other. So, for example, in the first panel of principles, what, what would be some of the, the, uh, the truths that people will reflect on? Um, of the five that are there. The first one is the gospel message. I mean, that has to be first, that people understand what that is. And uh, the outcome that we have for that one is that since the gospel message is so clear, I will be careful to preser- faithfully preserve it and explain it to others. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're asking people. Do they really understand what it is? And, mm-hmm. and that's based on uh, Peter's discussion with or uh, talk to Cornelius's family in Acts 10. Mm-hmm. Um, do we know it well enough to be able to explain it to others? Mm-hmm. To somebody asks us, we can explain it. Uh, the next one is baptism. 
which is, you know, coming back to the Great Commission, make disciples, baptize them. Have we been baptized as a, a believer? And then first principles. Uh, since Jesus commanded me to obey all that he commanded, I will seek to build my discipleship on the first principles of apostolic doctrine. So it's getting right back into the, the word of God and what it is asking me to do. What are the commandments that uh, Christ would have me obey? So it's, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, these are foundational things uh, going on to renewing our mind and then a lifestyle of a disciple. It's not just about what we know, but how do we live out what we know to a world that is watching us so that we can bring honor and glory to God through what we say and do every day. So of all the first principles, those are the first of the first. Obviously, the gospel would, would be the very first one and so on and so forth. Uh, we just got a few minutes left. Why, in your opinion, why would it be so essential among the first of the first principles to include the, uh, the fifth one there on lifestyle? Lifestyle of disciples. Yeah, why would that be so important to comprehend up front? Um, because so much of what we're going to be discussing in the rest of the 40 has to do with how we live. Uh, and it, the world is watching us, and we are to be mm-hmm. uh, a witness to the world mm-hmm. through how we live as mm-hmm. well as what we say. So it's not just about, I've got the doctrine sorted. I know that about the Trinity, and, and I'm good with Jesus, mm-hmm. and I'll worship him. Okay, but how does what does that look like day to day? So it, it's to me, it's extremely important that we have uh, an understanding that how we live matters a great deal because it reflects what we believe, really believe. Okay, so if if our listeners wanted to get hold of this tool, this assessment inventory, forty principles, um, I think they can download a PDF from our website. Is that true? I think that is the case, yes. Okay, so from if they go to our website uh, the, under the learning tab, uh, they can take a look at it. And uh, if you're listening to this and you have any questions about what this might look like in your church, I think Jim or I would be very glad just to share with you uh, some of the things we're learning, the hard way even, uh, about uh, a year of making fruitful disciples. Uh, we're on a journey here. We're excited about what God has in store. We know it's got something to do with God's word richly abiding in us, and we're praying that God will give us much fruit. Well, Jim Barnett, thanks for joining me in our Thinking About It podcast. Uh, Stan Fowler continues to improve very slightly. Keep praying for Stan. But in the meantime, I'm grateful for guests like yourself joining me. So until next time, thanks for joining us. God bless you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.